I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. Last week here at Simple, we talked about Matthew's account of the coming of Jesus, and we noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of details about how it happened or where it was, or really we just kind of hear that Mary was came to by an angel that said you were going to have a child, and she did, and that was kind of that. Uh, and so today we're going to see Luke's account of the same coming of Jesus story, the birth of Jesus. Um, Luke's account is a little bit different. Uh, Luke's gospel begins mostly with telling the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, which if you've been at some of our other services at UCC, you've heard about Zechariah and Elizabeth. Um, Kind of in in the midst of telling their story, there's also the story of Mary um, being, uh, the angel Gabriel coming to Mary saying, greetings, the Lord is favored with you. Uh, And then Mary has this interchange with the angel, and there's the song that she sings in response, famously known as Mary's Magnificat. Um, And Mary, at this time, was staying with Zechariah and Elizabeth, and continued to stay there after this interaction for three months before heading back to Nazareth um, to be with her family and to be with Joseph. So that's just a little bit of a context for what is happening before our reading today, which comes from Luke chapter 2, and it's the first seven verses, so receive the reading. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all of the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Recently, I was shopping for some things to make a Christmas snack mix. It's super good. It's one of my family favorites things to make during the Christmas. Maybe your family has their own things they like to make during the holidays. And one really key ingredient I was looking for to get this snack mix was nacho bugles. Not the regular bugles, nacho bugles. And as you can imagine, sometimes when we need that special item at the grocery store, they don't have it. And this was my exact experience going to the store I usually go to. I went there, and they did not have the nacho bugles. They also did not have popcorn oil, which is an essential part of what I was going to make. So I had a choice. Do I settle with the regular bugles and the regular oil, or should I go on a hunt, go to another store? I said, this is really worth it. I need to get the nacho bugles and the popcorn oil. So I left that store once I finished, got all the other things I needed, and I headed to another store down the street. A little bit bigger store, usually has some items that are not the usual run-of-the-mill. I found them, but still, there was that moment when I was at the first store and I realized, I really would love to just be happy to have this here. 
There was the ranch bugles, and I almost got those, but they're not the nacho bugles. And I was a little frustrated. I was like, I'm so close. I could do the ranch bugles, but it's not right. I need the nacho bugles. So I left, I got out of there, I went to the other place. And I was annoyed. I was a little frustrated. It was kind of a nuisance in my day to have to go to yet another store, do an another thing before going home. But such is life. Sometimes that's how it goes. Um, and so there's something that's been used to describe this kind of as a first world problem. Like, man, you really couldn't get the one thing you needed at this first store, so you had to go to another store. Driving your car to another place to purchase extra food that is not essential, just like extra food to have. Anyways, maybe you've experienced some other in inconveniences in your life. Uh, for example, maybe you've been stuck behind a train to get to an appointment or a meeting with someone. Um, maybe you've been trying and trying and trying to schedule a meeting with somebody and you finally get on the calendar and then the day of they tell you they can't make it. I don't know if that happens to you, but that's, I, I get frustrated when that happens. Maybe you just bought some clothes and the first time you wear it, you spill something on it and then you put it in the washer and dryer and it like shreds the clothes apart or breaks it somehow, stains it. Uh, that's super annoying and frustrating. Anyways, there's a whole list of things that I could say and you know what those are for you, what your inconvenience, what your frustration, what kind of grinds your gears. Um, for Jenna, my wife, one of the things she really frust frustrates her is that we're at the airport and it's uh, time for all those suitcases to come down the conveyor belt and everybody just like crowds in that place and stands right next to it waiting for their luggage to come by. And there's no way you can actually get to your luggage because everyone else is like hovering over it and so you have to like kind of reach in and grab it beneath everyone else. We just like, you know, there's these things that just frustrate us and grind our gears and they're inconveniences. And inconvenience is the word that I kept running into when I read this scripture this week. It seems like Mary and Joseph had so many inconveniences in their lives during this story. Uh, these were not first world problems, they were first century issues. Um, and so a few of these, just to start the list, I mean, as a general premise, they were ruled by outside forces. Rome had a stranglehold on what their lives really looked like. Uh, they were not truly free to be all that they wanted to be on their own. They had outside influences controlling the things saying, you got to take a census, you got to get registered. Um, so leave your town and go back to where you grew up. Uh, that would be an inconvenience. And this was not an online census. This is not something that was in their town. They had to leave and go 80 to 90 miles down the road. Uh, we don't have any mention in this text alone about a donkey or any other animals helping them transport from one place to another. And so that would have been another frustration. There's no help to pay for their travel. There's no plane, there's no train, there's no bus, there's no Uber, there's no scooter, there's no bike, there's nothing. Uh, they're just having to walk on their own, it seems, according to this text. And Mary had just taken this journey six months prior, uh, something very similar um, from her hometown to Nazareth to visit Elizabeth and Zechariah. Uh, she's been doing this. She's been on the move. Uh, and now she's nine months pregnant and traveling, and I don't know what that's like, but I've heard it can be stressful and painful and hard and to think to walk. 80 to 90 miles, like this could have taken a week, could have been more or less, but um, anyways, they get to Bethlehem, and there's Bethlehem, this little town that we just sung about. It was little, maybe it had a thousand people, no more than a couple thousand at most. Um, it was in the hill country of Judah, 
it was a significant place because it was a place where um, Rachel was buried. It's the hometown of King David and also the, team, the town where um, we read Jesus was born. Um, so it's an important place in God's story. Um, anyways, other inconveniences. I mean, there's not being able to find a place to have a baby. We, from this text, we're not really sure where that happened. Maybe it was in close to the manger. Maybe it was not. Maybe it was in an alleyway. Maybe it was in a bathroom. Maybe it was somewhere else. Um, that's a whole ordeal. There's no midwife. There's no health care. There's no... I hope Joseph knew something about this whole process so that Mary wasn't all by herself. Um, and there's also an in inconvenience in trying to figure out what do we do now with this baby. Uh, I don't know what the procedure at that time was for clothing a baby, but they just had straps of cloth. So um, not so much maybe in this day we talk about emergency bags, getting ready to go to the hospital. I don't know if they had that, or I don't know maybe that looked differently then, um, but they had to pack light because they were traveling quite a ways away. Um, after all these inconveniences, they just needed a place to sleep and to rest. So there's a bunch of inconveniences, but yet that didn't stop God. God was not stopped by these inconveniences. For Mary and Joseph, they were given this promise. You will conceive in your room and bear a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. And it happened. And so it was. All those inconveniences did not stop God from fulfilling what God promised and, and offered to them. For Zechariah, he was inconvenienced by being silenced. He was old. His wife was old. And yet they were promised, you will have a son, John the Baptist. He will prepare the way. And it happened. Those inconveniences did not stop God. The prophet Micah, some 500 years earlier, had said, You, Bethlehem, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth the one who is to rule Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. All of these inconveniences did not stop Yahweh God from fulfilling what God had promised. And this is the God of Israel. This is the God of Jesus the one who we can know through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, today, here and now. This God delivers on promises. And inconveniences, they're nothing. They don't stop this God from fulfilling what is going to happen. And we can know this God. This is the God we expectantly wait for in this Advent season, in these weeks, in these days. We know and we wait on this kind of God. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.